My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here today. We have another exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Kathy Burns, a professional organizer who's been working with clients for over a decade. She's also an image consultant, inspirational speaker, and author. Kathy is the CEO of Organized and Energized, where she helps people looking to identify and eliminate whatever does not serve them and create systems so that they can live a life full of purpose and joy. Kathy is also the host of Organized and Energized Pod podcast. Thanks so much for jumping on today. So excited to have you here, Kathy. How's it going? It is going fantastic, and I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. And, you know, we're going to have a lot of great takeaways. We'll go over what's working. You know, we'll talk about some of the challenges along the way that you've um, faced throughout the years. And um, so we'll have some great conversation within that alone. But before we really get started, would you mind going ahead and just telling us a bit of your background, a little bit of your story? How did you get to where you are today? Because you're kicking butt out there. And I think it's fantastic. And I'd love to share with the people listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, I've been footloose and fancy free for a very long time, pretty much my whole life. I've been a little bit of a rebel myself. And uh, way back in the beginning, um, I was a uh, licensed captain and I used to deliver boats. And what happened was when aboard when you live aboard full-time on a boat you have to be super organized and super minimal so I think I started learning about that like on my own because I had to living aboard and after that I became a travel writer and I was on the road 40 out of 52 weeks a year living out of a suitcase so again I had to learn to live minimal and be super organized because when you have a suitcase you need everything in it and not anything less anything more or you're just you know traveling around with too much crap basically. So, so when I decided to uh, land and actually, you know, get what I call a real job, um, uh, besides just doing all this fun stuff, I decided to become a professional organizer because I found out that I love change. I've had seven careers and I also discovered that a lot of people are afraid of change. And so I said, "Mm, okay, what can I do to help people feel good about change? Because change happens every day of our life, whether we like it or not. So how do you learn how to embrace change to create the change you want and become empowered with change? And so really as a professional organizer and image consultant, I'm a change agent. I help people learn how to change with grace is what I like to say, because if you start with this stupid little stuff like changing your desk drawer or organizing your linens or uh, getting a new wardrobe, you learn how to change with less difficulty and less fear. And once you learn how to do that, then you can make the big changes that you really want to do and move full forward, you know, full force and boogie without fear into the next chapter of your life or whatever you want to move towards. So that's a very short, long story about why I do what I do. 
Thank you for sharing. So what of the like what other jobs did you do? I know you said you had seven different careers. What are some well, of the I, other ones that you've done? <laughs> well, that's incredible. <laughs> I started college as a music major, as a violinist, and I immediately went into audio recording. So I was an audio engineer working in the uh, P-Funk industry back in the day okay. and uh, working in audio. Uh, after that, I, I went into ITT Technical Institute and I was I was helping kids that weren't college ready get a career that they really could thrive in. You know, the kids okay. that just weren't really, you know, uh, four-year college people, but they're really good with their hands and really good with tech. So I was helping them get into careers. Um, and after that, I, uh, I've i been a writer for a long time. So I was actually writing a syndicated news column. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I have a lot. <laughs> that's a, You've done a cute. lot of things. Yeah. That's yeah, incredible absolutely. though. I mean, you obviously don't have that fear you know, you, you take those leaps of faith and you, you just do it. And I yeah, think a lot I'm, of people are afraid of that. Yeah. And, you know, that's the funny thing because, well, actually, and then, then my last company before I started this was I had a publishing agency with my husband and uh, we were we were selling hotel. We were developing and designing and printing hotel collaterals. Like, you know, you go to an Omni and you get that little brochure or whatever. That's right. what we were producing. Well, 9-11 hit and 9-12, we lost tens of thousands of dollars of contracts. And our, we held on for a year and our business basically closed. So right after that, I had a year off to kind of reinvent myself. And that's when I, that's when I was doing a lot of deep introspecting. Going, well, why, why am I here? What do I love? And I'm like, oh, okay. Kathy likes change. <laughs> you know, you don't see that time to stop. And it's like, oh, okay. I really love change. And other people don't like change. So what am I going to do to assist people in moving through changes? Because as I said earlier, a change happens no matter what. If, if, if things aren't changing, you're basically dead. I mean, the only time things don't change is whenever you are dead. So right. <laughs> you learn how to live true. with it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely true. True. And, you know, I think so many people are afraid of the unknown, right? What they like, what they're used to. And, but like, it's so, um, important to go through the changes and and take those leaps of faith and not be afraid because I feel like if you don't you're you're just holding yourself back so much honestly so yeah I'm with you and and most people I think why they're afraid of change is they're looking towards the future what could go wrong as right. opposed to the future what could go right you know yeah, all the what, things that could go right yeah, what are the what doors can open, open and you know because that's what happens. Doors open. If you if you move forward with expectancy and with enthusiasm, then the doors will open towards what you're what you're going for. And like I say, you know, I well, I always tell my clients I'm sneaky like that. I help them change their environment in their wardrobe, and really I'm helping them learn how to change their life in an easier way, you know, as opposed I to like it. the deep briefing and you know the psychoanalysis and all that is like no learn how to do this on, a, on an external environment and it's a lot less scary and then you become empowered to be able to make the changes that you, you know the big changes because I see my clients get the house I see them get the husband I see them maybe get the divorce you know with the new life I see them getting right. the baby 
I see them moving across the world. You know, all this stuff can happen if there's less fear or, you know, it happens anyhow, but it happens more smoothly if they do it with anticipation about the good stuff that's going to come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at it from a different perspective, like, like you said, so many people are looking at, oh, what if this goes wrong? But like, look at all the things that could go right. And that's what is so important for people to see. I love what you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. So we all know that, you know, with building a six-figure business or higher or multiple six figures, um, there's a lot of wins. Now, what are some of your biggest wins that you've had throughout your, your, your journey? Ah, well, my, the biggest one at the very beginning of my career, I launched in 2004. And in 2006, Good Morning America called me up and says, we want to feature you as a successful women entrepreneur on this series. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So, so I was featured on Good Morning America only two years in, I was a baby in my career. And that was incredible. That was one of the biggest wins ever. Um, And I was so very blessed uh, to have that happen. That was just out of the blue. So what happened after that, then, of course, when you get media, then you get a lot of media. So uh, several of my wins have been, I've been in pretty much every magazine here in the U S giving tips and tricks. And because I was a writer, uh, because I've been a writer in the past and I've actually done a syndicated column, I know what deadlines are about. And so I can give give freelance writers turnkey information and just give them their articles ready to go, which is very important because they're always on deadline and they always needed it yesterday. Uh, So I've been featured in in Oprah, Real Simple Magazine, Martha Stewart, um, Better Homes and Gardens. So all those are really big wins for me um, that I'm very proud of. uh, Absolutely. (laughs) That is incredible. Like, congrats to you. Like, and you said like, when you first got invited on Good Morning America, like that was when you were just starting. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's ironic about that? I thought I would get clients right away, right? I didn't get any clients from Good Morning America. What I got was more exposure, which then gave me clients. I thought, oh, my friend's going to be off the hook, but no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) But it opened up doors for people to come towards you afterwards, which is great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And then and then I was really blessed because I've had media training. I do, do a lot of uh, news uh, segments for local news and for other, you know, uh, local news stations around the U.S. Because, like, again, I can give them the turnkey interview. They don't have to do anything. They have bullets, talking points, visuals. Um, and, right. and so that's what they need as well because they're producing every single day new segments. Right, right. Oh, well, it's incredible all the things you've done. And like, those are huge wins. So you should be very proud of yourself. Absolutely. So what is what would you say some of the biggest challenges have been? Oh, well, you know, at the beginning, I started my company on $49. I was because we were broke. We had lost our company, right? So I started right. the company with $49 in door hangers. And I went door to door and, and hung door hangers on the neighborhoods of clients where I wanted to work. <laughs> so right. that, that was a really hard thing to do to start with no money. But you know, that's America too. And you can start with no money and create a business of your dreams. You really, really can. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I tell everybody that you don't, you just need the, you need the ambition. Uh, you don't necessarily need the funds, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's, 
I think it takes a lot to do with the right mindset and the motivation and desire, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see more. Well, putting out my first book was hard. It took me three and a half years to produce my first book. So that was crazy. Um, and but after that happened, um, then it was easier, you know, to do book two. But yeah, that, right. that was really hard thing to do. I self published. And that was back before it was in 2009. It was before people even really self published. And okay. I didn't, really didn't have any interest in getting signed up by a publisher, because typical publishers, they don't do much, they want you to do all the marketing anyhow. So I'm like, well, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> and I right. did <laughs> so that's I love that. Oh, okay, sorry. and with with your podcast, you know, I know we touched on a little, a little bit before the interview, but when when did you start the podcast? Ah, I started the podcast during COVID, of course. <laughs> did so does- funny because so many people I interview same thing, and honestly, it's been like a lot of the time, it's been a life changer. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that reminds me of another setback I was trying to think. So mm-hmm. what happened with me is I was so busy working with clients. I'm just been full tilt boogie working in the field six days a week, one on one with clients. And when COVID yeah. hit, then I wasn't right. But what the good thing was, I had, I had developed all these online courses because I'm a prolific content creator. I just love writing and creating content. So I, I created I all these that. But those darn clients kept me so busy, I had no time to market them. <laughs> so I had okay. products in the zero marketing. So when COVID hit, um, I really had that time and the energy to market my online courses, my training programs, and start the podcast. And so that was really, um, it was a really, it was a huge blessing for me to give me the time to do what I've always wanted to do, which was basically bring my knowledge to the world, so to speak. So I'm not just with one client. I mean, I love working with my clients. I'll probably never give them up, but I know that the message needs to go a lot further than one person. And that's why I, that's why I'm creating, that's why I'm selling and, you know, marketing my online courses for either organizing their home or organizing their home office or organizing their business. You know, there's all sorts of online training for that. But the podcast is really about letting entrepreneurs know that they're not alone, that we all go through this. We all go through crap. <laughs> you know, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Highs and lows and ups and downs of what happens in our business. And so the Organize and Energize podcast is dedicated to uh, for entrepreneurs and small business owners to get glimpses of what other people have had to do to overcome their setbacks, to learn. Uh, of course, my favorite question is, you know, what's your favorite organizing method to keep yourself in line and your business? Um, right. So. That's what that's really intended to do. And I started that in last October and November, I think it's second will be, I'll celebrate my 50th podcast. So that is amazing. Wow. Congrats, my friend. I'm so happy that everything with it is working out for you. Um, what were, what were the intentional, the intentional actions you took to like, to really get it going? Well, the main thing was to de- to determine that, yes, I was going to release one a week. And I knew okay. that consistency is super, super important. Now, how do you release one a week? I don't know about you, Brittany. I, I know you're doing a couple in a row. I, I actually film five podcasts the first Monday of every month. And then that way okay. I have a month's worth of podcasts. That you can release. One. Okay. 
I see. So you kind of pre pre prepare for the month and then you can just put them out as the days come. Yes. Yes. And then I have a media team that actually does it for me. So all I really have to do is go on camera, ask the right questions, find the right, I I even find the right gas and they help me find the right gas. And then they, they carry it on from there. Thank God. Hallelujah. Cause um, I I can relate with you there. Absolutely. Um, Now, how do you, how do you find the right the dream guest. I mean, do you get referrals or do you go, you know, be a guest, find a guest on Facebook or how do you get that traffic for the right guests to come on? You know, it's kind of happened organically. What I think about my podcast, you know, I've taken all this training for years about who's your avatar, who's your avatar, you know, as you business, everybody's about the big avatar thing. Well, I've come to the conclusion that I am my avatar. (laughs) So, you know, the people who want to listen to my podcast are basically me. They're women entrepreneurs, small business owners who, you know, we're not some gigantic corporation. It's just, you know, the people who are working independently and have subcontractors like myself or a smaller business. So um, I put that out there. And whenever I find um, the perfect guest, I will ask them, who do they know that would also benefit my audience? And so from each from each guest, I probably get three other referrals of fantastic guests of people that I don't have no idea who they are or what they do. And then I research them and I'm like, oh, yeah, this would be a great guest because it's really just telling helping people know that they're not alone and helping people see how other people have gone through difficulties and what they've done to come out of it really that's the whole message of my podcast is just that because as solopreneurs and as small businesses we often feel very isolated and we often feel like no one else is going through this I can't you know there's no one I can talk to about this and no one understands I mean I know that basically most of the people in my friends still don't really quite understand what I do or why I do it. My family has no idea what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So I can't even talk to them about being about entrepreneurial stuff. (laughs) You know, did your, does your, your families have never gone down that road. They just were kind of Never. They're corporate people, man. They, you know, okay. they're in the medical industry, most of them. I mean, my father was a minister, so I guess in a way he was kind of an entrepreneur, but you know, he was hired by the church. So no, right. none of them even got it. In fact, for the first <laughs> God love my father for the first five or six years of my business, he still thought that I cleaned houses. And I'm like, man, oh. <laughs> because he doesn't because organizing to him meant cleaning and tidying right 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 like that's not quite what I do dad (laughs) that's too funny yeah I definitely get where you're coming from like entrepreneur like a lot of people who are are doing it are breaking the general generational curse and like they're the first ones in the family to do it I've noticed on a lot of interviews like you know a lot of them will be like I'm the first one in my family to do this. This is why I'm doing it. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have that podcast. You can, you can be like, people can relate to you and you can be someone that they can look up to if they're considering going down a route the same as ours, maybe even just a little bit different, but um, it's very helpful and it's helpful to get your voice out there. Right. So, and that's awesome that you're getting all those referrals. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really blessed. It's just been organically happening um, that the right people are coming on. And I don't know, I wanted to ask you this, Brittany. It seems yeah. to me, you know how I do, I do five in a, on a Monday. It's all, no matter who the guests are, there's always one recurring theme that happens through each pot. It's a trip. Um, it's just really strange. Like there seems to be the recurring thing, no matter what business these people are in that I'm, that I'm interviewing. There is the recurring theme. Like last week I did all my interviews. It was about resilience. Everybody was talking about how to bounce back. And yeah, does that happen to you when you, when you interview a bunch of people in the row? I, it does. And I honestly, I think it's because honestly, you have to be resilient to be an entrepreneur, really. Cause there's going to be so many ups and downs. Like, you know, to get to the next level, there's going to be new challenges. And I, that's what, that is a very, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a very valid point because that is a theme in my interviews as well. How to be resilient. Yeah. And yeah. what, let, you know what, let's, let's touch on that. How, what would you say the best way that you've been resilient when it comes to, you know, building this business on your own and growing through it through the years? Like, how have you bounced back? Because I'm sure like there's been up and ups and downs right along the along the way. And what would you say? Yeah, I think it's about reinvention. I mean, I can think of, you know, when COVID hit, okay, I'm not going into anyone's house. I'm not going into any corporations. I'm not doing any corporate speaking gigs because there are none. There's no conferences right. any longer. So then right. what do you do? So you step back and you shift. And um, I almost named my podcast Shift Happens, actually, which is kind of funny. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because shift happens to all of us. So so how do you move yeah. beyond that? You move beyond that by looking another way. You looking, looking, turning your cheek, move looking in a different direction. So if something's happening and, and you're unable to move forward, don't keep looking forward. Look right and look left. Look at the options that you have out there and then go down the path that looks like the most appealing fun one. And guess right. what? If it doesn't work out, just shift to the left and go down the other path that, you know, the next least fun or whatever, but follow the fun and, and stop looking at what isn't and begin to start visioning what could be and moving towards your joy. Because I think if you're moving towards what makes you happy, you're moving towards your purpose. Uh, I truly believe my book, you know, how to master your mind, get organized, add space to your life, live your purpose. I think purpose is so very important. And it's what everybody's seeking is, you know, wow, what is my purpose? What am I here for? When my opinion, your purpose is what brings you joy. So whatever brings you joy is where you should be moving down the path. So if something sets you back and you're just timing and you're like, okay, I'm at an impasse, I'm going nowhere or and or backwards shift your focus into something that brings you joy, something that makes you happy and try to go down a route in that direction for whatever that means for you in your business. Because if you find yourself, my husband loves to say the water over a rock. He wants the water over the rock. I don't know if you've heard that expression, but I have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to go the water over the rock. You don't want to go the water into the rapids. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> you don't want to no. try to go up the stream. You want to just flow gently. And, and if you do that and you follow your passion and your purpose, you know, if you find something that you just makes you smile, right? You think about, oh, I would love to do that. Just explore that for a little while. And it will probably weave right into the business that you have, or if you're not liking your business anyhow, because what happened when when 9-11 hit for us, we weren't even liking our business. We had started as a small design agency and then bought a printing plant and turned into this humongous corporation thing. And we just didn't like it at all. So, right. so when 9-11 hit, it was actually a way for us to step back and say, wait a minute, let's get back to our roots and see what we like. What we like is creativity and design. When we had the design agency, we were loving life. When we started the whole industrial printing plant thing, it just became a big old drudge. So I guess what I'm saying that for, Brittany, is that if, if you find if you're at your business and you find yourself with a setback, step back and see what it is that you don't like about it that you would like to change and what would make it really fun and try to incorporate the fun into it. And then I think it's easier to succeed and you'll be on purpose. You know, you'll be living what you should be doing. Because you're 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 doing something that you're passionate for about, right? So I love that. If you're passionate, it's pretty it's pretty much whatever you're passionate about is what you're really good at typically. Yeah. Or you become good at it because you're passionate about it. Right. So then that, that equals to me success. A hundred percent. Thank you, Kathy, for that. Now with, um, with your podcast now with these interviews you do, <clears throat> what is the closing, you know, closing and getting into your programs or your online courses what is that like after you do interviews? Do a lot of people, you know, want to contact you afterwards after an interview to, you know, say, get on a sales call to kind of talk about your programs or how does that work with your podcast? Do you get a lot it of interest that way? Um, not really. Now, I do have some podcast guests who become clients, you know, one on one clients, but I haven't had any that have ended up taking courses or uh, or doing in my any of my online programs. So okay. uh, I definitely need to brush up on my skills with that. And I know that's what you guys do. You're not alone. Yeah, uh, so. this is normal. Like, yeah, definitely not alone there. This is normal. I was just curious. One of the questions I asked on every interview and um um totally normal so don't feel alone there now no you do get a lot of people <laughs> that you do get a lot of people that do one-on-one um consulting you said yes yeah yeah several Thanks. of my clients because we we get the rapport you know it's all about relationships and and then they're like oh you know i i could you, you know you could help me with this area and I'm like, sure. And so that's how that works. Um, so that's been successful. But the unsuccessful part has been having, um, having uh, you know, promotional opportunities for my online products. I haven't really put that piece together yet. Marrying my podcast with the uh, with my with my programs or even marrying my podcast with my downloads for my free information. That's been a really gap in in my okay. podcast. It's successful. I'll tell you what, a lot of my, a lot of my guests get massive amount of downloads for what we promote on the podcast for them, but wow. I don't get downloads for me. <laughs> so oh, I no. I'm, getting, I'm getting a, doing a good job partially. <laughs> There's a lot.
lot of things, you know, it's hard sometimes to keep up with it all. So yeah. What do you do about your monetizing with your podcast? How do you go about doing that? Or do you monetize it? I do not monetize it. I am learning how to monetize it currently or sponsorships and that type of thing. It's something that I just started training in and, uh, and, you know, figuring out how to really do it. I really didn't have an intention of monetizing it, but now more and more I'm thinking I, I will. Um, so the main thing I wanted to do before I even jumped into any of that is to get some under my belt and my, my, you know, my, my key landmark was get 50. And once I have 50 and I've done 50, 50 weeks in a row, and I know that I know what I'm doing, then I would begin to explore how to monetize it, what I want to monetize it with, uh, how do I even pitch things? Like, I have no idea. Um, I know how to pitch a news segment, but I don't know how to pitch a podcast. I just don't. <laughs> it, it might no be the worries. Same. No. no worries. With your podcast, um, you know, I guess we kind of pretty much touched on how it affects your business. You know, is there anything else that it does to like directly um, impact your business at all? Um, well, I think I'm more visible, right? So right. I'm more visible and um, I don't know. I think I'm getting bigger and bigger uh, players, so to speak, on my podcast. Yeah. The word is spreading that, you know, with my podcast, these people are getting really good results and a lot of traffic to their stuff. Because I always give, I always have them pitch a free offer at the end. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, Um, so, you know, I'm just getting more and more interesting people to interview. I just, I just love learning people's stories. (laughs) It's right. It is. I agree. Like I could sit and listen to every interview, every single, like, five interviews a day usually have five or six and the stories like I just I I don't think I'll ever get sick of these stories you know everyone's is quite quite different but also similar in one way or the other when it comes to the business part right so I I love it I and you connect with people from all over which is crazy that's what I love about a podcast so yeah absolutely people from all around the world it's really fun it is yeah so with the podcast, um, what would you say your biggest focus and desire is for this coming year, we can say? Mm, well, I want to I want to grow my listenership and mm-hmm. viewership. I'm audio and video. I want to grow my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel has been around for quite a long time and I have massive amounts of videos on it. But what I started doing is also putting my podcast on it as one of the channels within my channel. And okay. I want to grow that. I want to grow that uh, big. I want just, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads and viewers <laughs> on my YouTube channel, uh, big time. That That's a big goal of mine is to, is to get that traction. Absolutely. Now, based on where you are today uh, with your business um, and maybe with the podcast as well, if you're, if you're wanting to double your profit and revenue in one year, what would be the, what be some new challenges that you might face? What would you have to change? Hmm. Well, I have my staff in place. I might need to add one more person. You know, I have three. Mm -hmm. I might have to add a number four. 
Um, hmm, that's a really good question. Um, what would you recommend? What What would you recommend if I wanted to double? Like, what would I What would I need to change? Focus on because I'm I'm doing so much with all my yeah. online and stuff yeah no it's honestly it's I ask this question on every interview the the very last question I ask because everyone's answer is so different because everyone's have have gone through challenges and changes already and they already know that they're going to have more ahead of them you know as they grow and double triple their profit and revenue so all I want to hear is you know what what are some of the challenges they think they're going to come up with or within their organization or within their business um every everyone's answer is so different so i i'm just curious to see what you would do or what you think might have to change yeah well one thing i know is right like right now i dedicate one uh, probably two days a month to my podcast that's all i personally do because my staff is just so freaking amazingly talented i know that i'm probably going to have to go to two days a week uh, focusing only on my podcast. If, if that's the direction that I want to just make it grow and bloom, I'm going to have to put my own personal attention on it more than I am now for sure. Uh, so I think it's a time management. I'm going to have to block out right now. I block out Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, to do administrative stuff. And, you know, I see clients, um, you know, Wednesday through Saturday, I think I'm going to have to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, focusing on the online part of my business and give up another day of, you know, client consulting. I'll definitely have right. to block time in my schedule. Um, just time block management. Yeah. yeah. Time management is a very popular answer for this question as well. Like, you know, consistency, time management, um, you know, team members, make sure they're in the right position. Or a lot of people say that they need to, you know, maybe bring someone else onto the team as well. Just like you said, maybe you already have three. I think you said you might bring a fourth if that was the case. But yeah, so I definitely, it definitely relate, re- resonates with a lot of the other people's answers as well. So Okay, good. <laughs> I know. Time, yeah, you know, I know. Time. It's just all I just like to see, you know, I just it's it's interesting to see what people with different businesses, what they would be doing, what what some of the new changes would be, what challenges might come up that they think of. So because uh, every business is a little different, but also has, you know, some of the same things going on. So yeah, and time is finite. We all only have a certain amount of time right, in every right. certain amount of time in our life. So if you can't manage your time, you know, if you want to expand, you have to really become diligent at, at uh, you know, at managing your time and blocking the time for these type of activities. That's why I'm saying right now, I'm just kind of skimming by on it. I really need to get more serious <laughs> for the podcast part. You're not alone, my friend. You know, we all go through that as well. So um, we are running out of time on this uh, podcast interview. So I just want to make sure before we jump off, I want to thank you so much for coming on today, Kathy, like absolutely such a pleasure and really happy that you were able to share your valuable insight with everyone listening. And before we hop off, if anyone's looking to connect or reach out to you, what are some of the best ways to get a hold of you or connect with you? Okay, well, you can go to the website organizedandenergized.com and there's a free download. You can grab a free report and get some tips on how to make your life amazing and organized. 
Um, and also you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Kathy Burns and the link will be below. It's K-A-T-H-I-B-U-R-N-S. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and the YouTube channel. Go to Organize and Energize YouTube and check out. I have so much, I have so many videos there. You'll see news segments. You'll see tips. You'll see the actual podcast itself. Um, or you can go to, you know, Organize and Energize the podcast. You can find that on any of your apps, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever your favorite uh, listening and viewing device is. But it is video and audio. So yeah, go, go to the website, go to YouTube, go to the podcast, however you want to find me. I'm hopefully there for you. Thank you so much, Kathy. And again, it was an absolute pleasure having you on today. I'd love to have you on again in the future as well. For sure. I'm honored. I'm really honored to be part of this. And I love what you're doing uh, with your training. And I know that what you have is super valuable. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Anybody who's looking to start their podcast, check out these guys because they know what they're doing. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kathy. Yeah, Jamie's an expert. So yeah, it's, it's been great. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to call me on just like Kathy did today for an interview, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to introduce uh now I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> We'd love to interview you as well. So Thanks again, everyone. Thank you so much, Kathy. And we'll catch everyone on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.